0: Don Thompson here with another podcast for you. And today what I'd like to do is dive a little bit more into the subject of enlightenment. I did talk about this in a previous podcast and I promised I wouldn't talk about it too much because it can get rather convoluted and somewhat heady, you might say. But what I did is I went out to chat GPT which I'm sure most, if not all of you, have heard of by this time, ChatGPT being the AI engine, the um, machine learning engine that you can ask questions to, and it will pose responses based upon uh, what its knowledge base is telling it. So what I wanted to do is a a little due diligence on some of the ideas that I laid out in the previous podcast and and see what ChatGPT had to say about enlightenment. And it was interesting because basically what what the application did, what AI did, was it reinforced some of what I had said, but also gave a couple of unique insights, uh, which I'm going to sum up as uh, from the body of human knowledge, not AI making stuff up. That's not really what GPT is doing. It's really going out and it's compiling information from a variety of different sources in its knowledge base. And it's, it's serving really, you might say, as an online encyclopedia, real-time encyclopedia. That's sort of how I look at it. As a way to use um, this extensive knowledge base that it has access to uh, as a way to conduct quick research and get some quick feedback on, on ideas that you might have. So when I asked GBT Ch- about Enlightenment, I, I really asked it to look at two different areas. The first was Eastern Enlightenment. Eastern Enlightenment from the standpoint of the East, meaning India and China and Japan and Tibet and Southeast Asia, uh, the East as we think of it in the world. And then I asked ChatGPT to consider Enlightenment from a Western perspective, uh, mostly from what's called the Western Enlightenment, which came out of Europe during the 17th century, and to just talk a little bit about what that. Means, um, and the result was was sort of interesting. Really, I mean, I think it was more than sort of interesting. I think it was very interesting. Basically, what ChatGPT said about the Eastern Enlightenment is, um, it really wanted to take a look at three major areas. The first would be Hinduism, the second would be Buddhism, and the third was Taoism. Hinduism uh, came out of India and came out of really specifically. The Tamil Nadu region of India, the, the Vedic and Hindu philosophies came out of India from really many thousands of years ago. I'd, I'd say 4,500 years ago, perhaps longer. And according to ChatGPT in Hinduism, the concept of enlightenment is often referred to as moksha or mukti. And it represents liberation from the cycle of birth, death, and rebirth. Also known as samsara, and the realization of one's true nature. Enlightenment involves transcending the individual identity and realizing the underlying unity of all existence. So, moksha is often pursued through various spiritual paths, uh, such as the yogas. And there are different types of yogas in India. The first would be called jnana Yoga, which involves self-inquiry. The second would be Bhakti Yoga, which involves devotion or love. Um, and the 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 other would involve meditation. Would be more meditation focused, and that would be Dhyana Yoga. And then selfless action or selfless giving would be Karma Yoga. That's what ChatGPT summed up for Hinduism, and and it's pretty much consistent to what I have uh, learned it didn't really get into the chakra system as i had in the other podcast but the chakra system is really the the uh, description of the energy body and how the energy flows up through the energy body through the chakra system through, from the base of the spine up through the crown chakra and that i talked about in the previous podcast so that chakra type of yoga you might consider that to be kundalini yoga that's that's what the term is for that type of yoga, and also not discussed by Chat GPT was Hatha Yoga, Hatha Yoga being the postures, the poses of yoga, which we typically would associate with yoga. But um, what Chat GPT did come back with was a description of the other schools of yoga which are more of the contemplative aspects of yoga leading to enlightenment. Next, ChatGPT talks a little bit about Buddhism. Now, Buddhism I'm more familiar with because that's really my, sort of my main area of focus and study in terms of Eastern philosophy. And to Buddhism, uh, ChatGPT says enlightenment is known as nirvana and entails the cessation of suffering, or dukkha, and the attainment of ultimate peace and liberation from the cycle of, of rebirth. Very similar to Hinduism, really, in that sense. It involves understanding the nature of reality, particularly the impermanence, or anika, of reality, which I definitely delved into in the prior podcast. Also, the non-self, or anatta, and the unsatisfactoriness of reality, of all phenomena, also known as dukkha. So, enlightenment in Buddhism is often associated with the awakening of wisdom and compassion, and is pursued through practices such as meditation, mindfulness, ethical conduct, and the cultivation of wisdom. Now a big miss in my estimation about Buddhism was the concept of emptiness, which Chat-GPT really did not want to touch. And I would say that emptiness, the concept of emptiness, is central to Buddhism. Um, and interestingly enough, GPT focused on the idea of Nirvana, which I I think probably could roughly translate to emptiness. But, uh, you know, that's a a big note. Uh, ChatGPT did not really talk about emptiness. The third uh, area for enlightenment was Taoism, which I didn't talk about at all in in my uh, description, even though ChatGPT does want to talk about Taoism as a a really key uh, school of thought related to enlightenment. And Taoism comes out of China, and um, really from the philosopher Lao Tzu. And um, according to ChatGPT, the concept of enlightenment is often associated in Taoism with attaining harmony with the Tao, uh, the Tao being the underlying principle of reality. This involves living in accordance with the natural flow of the universe and realizing one's inherent connection to the Tao. Enlightenment in Taoism is often described as a state of Wu Wei, or effortless action, where one acts in alignment with the spontaneous unfolding of the Tao, free from attachment and ego-driven desires. It emphasizes living in simplicity, balance, and spontaneity. Now, I have to say that the Tao... Uh, I certainly have been exposed to the ideas of, of Taoism going back many, many years. And uh, I've had uh, my first teacher, really, uh, uh, who focused on Buddhism, but also talked a lot about Taoism and really had us read about Taoism as well as Buddhism. So I've been, I've been exposed to the, uh, these ideas, but I didn't really focus on it in my description of enlightenment. So I appreciated Chat GPT really having me, you know, consider the fact that the Tao, the ideas of Taoism are really key to considering enlightenment. And certainly in my own life I've tried to, you know, uh, be in in tune with what you might call the Tao or what might be called in Buddhism the Dharma. Uh, You know, we we sort of uh, flippantly say things like go with the flow or, you know, kidding around, go with the flow is really a Taoist sort of idea. You're going with the the flow of life. You're not working against it. So, in Eastern philosophies, according to ChatGPT, enlightenment is often considered a transformative and experiential realization, rather than just a purely intellectual exercise. And this is very, very true, because in meditative practice, um, the idea is to have direct experiences with reality, not just to think about it intellectually. I have to say, in Tibetan Buddhism, in the Mahayana school, um, in the thinking of, of, of philosophers such as Nagarjuna, or philosophers such as uh, Tsongkhapa, who really you know forms the basis of the Dalai Lama's school of thought, it's very academic. Uh, these these uh, you know. Discussions about enlightenment in, in terms of um, what the nature of emptiness is, and to describe the nature of emptiness as dependent arising and interdependent origination, and those types of ideas uh, from philosophy that really a lot of it goes back to the Buddha. These are things that the Buddha said. But um, the Dalai Lama and his school, and the Tibetans in general, do focus on very, you might say, academic. Aspects of enlightenment, and certainly this is why uh, Tibetan Buddhism, in particular, has been uh, studied extensively in Western universities in an academic context, and not as a religion, but as a philosophy. Now, let's turn for a second to uh, the Western Enlightenment, and what that, uh, you know, is described as being through ChatGPT. So the key areas of the Western Enlightenment, according to ChatGPT, the areas of focus would be, first, reason and rationality. Second would be empiricism and scientific inquiry. Third would be individualism and humanism. Fourth would be progress and social reform. Fifth would be secularism and separation of church and state. I mean, most of these are fairly self-explanatory, but just to go through them, one at a time. Uh, Reason reason and Rationality uh, has the Enlightenment thinkers emphasizing the power of human reason as a means to understand and transform the world, uh, primarily by the use of critical thinking and logic. Empiricism and scientific inquiry has the Enlightenment using a strong emphasis on empirical observation and scientific methods. So, European Enlightenment thinkers believed in the capacity of empirical investigation and experimentation to discover objective truth about the natural world and human experience. Individualism and humanism The Enlightenment thinkers of the West emphasized the importance of individual rights and human rights, the ideas of liberty, equality, uh, social and political justice, economic systems that would respect and protect individual freedoms. Progress and social reform was another area. According to Ch- ChatGPT, the Enlightenment thinkers of the West characterized their beliefs that progress, or their beliefs were characterized by the fact that progress uh, was possible and that societies could improve through reason and knowledge. Secularism and separation of church and state. thats This is the last point of ChatGPT from the Western Enlightenment, saying that The Western Enlightenment sees a growing emphasis on secularism and separation of church and state. Enlightenment thinkers argued for the importance of religious tolerance, though. They did not promote the suppression of religion, but rather the tolerance of multiple different types of religions. Um, It's a different attitude towards religion than trying to suppress it, which you might see in an authoritarian situation, perhaps, like you saw in the Soviet Union. Rather, in this model, we're trying to um, promote tolerance, religious tolerance, to see people be able to worship as they see fit, based upon their own religious uh, aspirations. It's pretty obvious when we look at the Western Enlightenment thinking that the United States was formed based upon these thoughts. This is the reason why the United States was formed. It's an experiment in the Western Enlightenment. It allows for all of these elements to um, be expressed and protected. So uh, freedom of religion is protected, while also your ability to be an atheist is protected. It also lends itself... uh, you know, to uh, individual responsibility and individual liberty, uh, the dignity of the individual human being, and humanistic tendencies that uh, really look at the common values of human beings as important, the common interests of human beings as important. I think that in today's world, uh, with, uh, you know, many people questioning a lot of the progress in the in the West, in particular, basically saying you know we doubt uh, the the efficacy, the veracity, the the goodness of these Western institutions because of what has resulted from this emphasis and belief in the scientific model of empirical knowledge, leading to um, you know empirical analysis and the scientific method leading to knowledge of the environment that can then be used to exploit the environment. So my argument is is, is that the Enlightenment thinking of the West is not saying to exploit the environment and to destroy the environment by using uh, the rigors of the scientific approach. You can think of the extreme example being nuclear bombs. I mean, that's using the scientific method to come up with an incredibly destructive thing, but that isn't what Einstein wanted to do with theoretical physics. That isn't what any, you know, ethical phys- physicist wants to do. That's not the scientists are not doing this. It's it's really, you know, taking the scientific method and using it and wielding it in a way that's friendly to uh, economic interests to make money. So I wouldn't disparage the Western Enlightenment because some of the fruits of scientific inquiry uh, are negative, you know, vis-a-vis the environment and what we see has happened to the environment and climate change and all of that. Because a lot of people in reaction to that, I think, turn to fundamentalism. They look at what's happened and they say that science itself is, is wrong that the idea of science is wrong, we must return to a sort of irrational approach. But my my take on it, and I sort of side with the Buddhists, you might say, in this this way, is that the modern Buddhist philosophers, modern meaning in the past several hundred years, uh, talk about the balance between what's known as the two truths. The two truths are conventional truth and ultimate truth. Conventional truth, you might say, really is the scientific way of looking at things. It's accepting the material world, looking at it objectively. And uh, the scientific method really maps quite well to what Nagarjuna would call the conventional wisdom, the conventional world. The ultimate reality, though, is a little bit different. And that gets into the metaphysics of the East. And what the Buddhists propose is that you can you can have you know one needs the other really you have to have the rational mind to reach the sort of uh, spiritual insights that are found uh, through Buddhism or through any religious inquiry or through any spiritual inquiry. So um, the Buddhists don't want to throw out the rational mind. Um, the Buddhists want to wield the rational mind towards the end of, you might say, enlightenment, uh, but enlightenment from a metaphysical standpoint, not enlightenment from a material standpoint. That said, conventional wisdom, per Nargajuna, in my way of thinking, my reading of it, fits quite ne- ne- neatly and nicely into the ideas of science. Buddhism is inherently extremely scientific in its approach. And... Uh, so I think you can, you, can, you can really see why so many people that are interested in science and, and the scientific uh, methods uh, and in physics ultimately do sometimes take a look at what the Buddhist philosophers have to say. It, it is sort of like as if they're taking a little bit of a leap, you might say, but they, they, they jump into, you might say, Buddhism from their exploration of the, of the quantum of the the irreducible particles and things like that. They look at that, and they look at Buddhist logic, and they they see a lot of value in it. Some people do. And um, that's why I think that, in my estimation, more and more, uh, science will look a lot more like some of the activities that were happening in the Buddhist monasteries in Tibet, some of those types of inquiries. It will look more and more like that, science, as it evolves. That's my opinion. Um, Rather than being strictly material, we will come back to concepts of metaphysics um, as described in, you know, uh, Buddhist thinking, really. So um, that's my opinion, and we'll see how it evolves. But I'll I'll leave the podcast uh, there for today. I, I wanted to dive a little bit more into enlightenment and get a little bit of a of a you know do a little due diligence you might say with chat gpt looking at again as a method to validate not to tell us what to think but rather we're prompting it to go out to its knowledge base and come back with its vast store uh from its knowledge base and tell us what it's summarizes uh, things to be in this case enlightenment and uh, hopefully you got something out of that i certainly did and I've enjoyed this discourse. I'll probably, you know, uh, take a break a little bit from the subject of enlightenment. I did, I did want to, however, uh, you know, take it a little bit further and do a little bit of validation, you might say, with ChatGPT and see what, it, see what it came back with. So thanks again, and I look forward to our next podcast. Talk to you soon.